I am not sure how we pulled it off, but we as men tend to be both simple and complex. <laughs> Despite this, there are some central themes that are functioning in our lives as far as what we need, respect, room to fail, and we need to be functioning in purpose. And please believe the role of our wives is essential in all of it. A great listen on the male perspective and some of the things that we as men need. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is happening, people? I am very excited (laughs) about this topic because of how controversial it may end up being. I feel like the spicy ones, I get up for those. I get up for the for the ones that might cause some problems, (laughs) but just wanted to talk on his perspective. I wanted to speak on the perspective, the understanding and the experience of the man, specifically like what a man needs and why. And I almost seriously, I almost can't stop laughing because of the frustration that this may create for some people. But I promise just listen in. Okay, this is not going to be some misogynist situation. All right. And then next week, I'll be talking on her perspective. That's so funny to me. I couldn't wait to say that. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I don't want any problems, but man, would that be hilarious? I I title it mansplaining. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. I'm I'm having a good time today, apparently. But yes, we are going to be talking on the male, the man. And I feel like this is a topic that's important, not just for women, because women are on Venus, apparently, while we're chilling on Mars. But it's also for men, for guys. Sometimes we need a little support, a little guidance and and help as far as getting familiar with what our process consists of. We oftentimes can't put words to some of the things that we're going through. Expression, as most of us know, is not always a strong suit. So I'm more than happy to provide a little bit of context. And as usual, what I'll be speaking on, it does not apply to every single person. There are going to be some men that cannot relate to some of the things that I will touch on during this episode. But from my personal experiences, based on what I've learned in my studies, as well as the observation of other other men, conversations and relationship that I do with other guys, this is familiar as far as what I'm going to touch on today. Um, But before I get into it, I did want to shout out some of the people that have reached out concerning the podcast and just affirming your boy. Just let me know that this has been of use and the podcast being shared with other people. It is so awesome. I really love it. And when that takes place, 
It's no longer just me putting out content to to help families and blended families. Um, I'm limited as far as what I am capable of doing. But when you share and when you invite people into your process and whatnot, like we are collectively loving on, serving, informing, and strengthening the family unit. So again, thank you guys for for reaching out. Let me know how it's impacted yourself and your family personally, as well as sharing it. Because when people know that they're not alone, that oftentimes gives hope and the instruction provides the tools necessary to get the job done. So we're going to get into his perspective, but because circumstances are unique as far as what we're going through, our history tends to play a part as well as our personality type and just all types of things. Therefore, I can't hit on every unique scenario. Therefore, I'm going to address some things that are fairly broad, but typically apply to men concerning some of their needs as well as some of the reason behind it. And my goal ultimately is to provide a bit of clarity that will allow for whether some empathy, compassion, even men toward themselves, because we tend to be pretty tough on ourselves. If we can gain a bit of understanding, then maybe as men, we can get a little better at managing ourselves we all have that responsibility and then maybe our partners can recognize some of the things that may be taking place internally and just coming to an understanding that our behaviors our outcomes do not always reflect our desires or our intentions okay that's not a scapegoat i promise you i am not trying to run from responsibility but We are also emotional people and sometimes we do things. It don't make no sense. And we are oftentimes confused as well. So for those of you ladies that are listening, you're either very intrigued or super annoyed. (laughs) It's one or the other one extreme or the other. Either way, stick through it. It's going to be good. Very informative. So I'm going to go over three things that I believe that men need typically. And obviously, you know, three is the magic number. And the first one being respect. Respect is super important for men. And I actually realized very recently, like last week, how significant respect is for me and how I respond when both I have it and when I don't, when it's lacking or if I've lost it. It's a it's a big deal. And I'm going to go ahead and read off a definition, uh, that being respect is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. And while that definition may come off as like respect is just simply being in awe (laughs) of this person, that's not necessarily the type of respect that I believe we need. I feel like there are two kinds and one being recognition of who we are, who a man is and what he is capable of in his ability, but also who he is capable of becoming. That is one. And then the other is a dissociated 
admiration, meaning there is an admiration for this person. There's a fondness toward this person that isn't tied to any of their achievement or anything. Simply because I said I do. I said I agreed that till death does us part. Like I admire this person. I will continue to do so. It's almost like I love you. Even if I don't like you sometimes, there is just this genuine and constant admiration or respect toward this guy just because he is my guy. And if you want to simplify those two even further, the, the the first one, the recognition of who he is, what he's capable of, all that stuff. It's like, I don't know if you ever saw Matt TV and Stewie would say, look what I you know, like <laughs> I am, I am so sorry if you have no idea what I'm talking about. But some of you, there's a small portion that enjoyed that. Um, but Stewie was just like, "Hey, look what I can do!" And then you know, his mom would just applaud him and say, "Go!" and just be so proud of him. There is a part of us as men that appreciate that from our wives. We really do. Just look what I can do. And it's just, oh my gosh, she's just my my cheerleader. Um, And then the other one is like simply an agreement that you're going to be there and you're going to have a respect and you're going to hold that guy in high regard. And that should not be interpreted as I'm just going to put up with whatever he does. That's not the equivalent. However, even when mistakes are made, I'm going to maintain this love and admiration that I have toward him. And it is not tied to this result of behavior or an expectation that I have for him or sometimes even an expectation he has for himself. There can be slumps. There can be moments where there are valleys and seasons of of challenge but even during that time i maintain the fondness that i have toward this individual because again that's my guy i chose him i said i do and i'll tell you what any good guy understands that he is not that great <laughs> any good guy understands that like Despite what he's achieved, despite what he's capable of, blah, 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 the accolades, the praise from other people, despite all of it, there is an understanding that, sure, I'm a decent dude and I am I'm blessed and I am fortunate. I recognize that I'm capable of some great things. But at the same time, I understand that I'm not that cool. I'm not that great. And that's what makes our wives so awesome, despite The fact that you guys, women in our lives, know the truth like no one else, maintaining the respect that you have for us is huge. It is life changing. It's affirming and it allows for us to continue to grow and get better. And don't get me started on the impact that it has in our home and with our children when there is an apparent respect and expressed respect verbally. Um, physically and through the example of our wives, our children are changed for it. The home becomes so much more secure and it can be a place where it functions according to God's design when that's present. 
And that respect that we're provided is reciprocated. And then the affection, the love, the affirmation that our wives need, they get that. Children are secure, more secure in their identities, despite all of the struggles present in their lives, their schools, especially if they're in the blended family. And the unit is just so much stronger when that respect is provided. It's huge from our wives. But there is a major disclaimer when it comes to being provided respect, and that is the handling of respect. So while respect is something that most, if not all men need, it doesn't necessarily mean that we know how to express our need for it and what it should possibly look like. For instance, my wife has become amazing, incredible at asking me what it is that I want or need, like straight up, like what's up? And (laughs) she is more than willing to provide it about 90% of the time, (laughs) depending on what my response consists of. However, despite her efforts to figure out what it is that I, I need or I want, a lot of the time I either legit don't know or I am not trying to be vulnerable and be like, hey, you can fulfill my needs and just like help me out. You know, there's this pride thing associated with whatever I'm going through. So I'm not always in the space where I'm willing to receive whatever it is that I want or I need. And sometimes that goes back to a desire for our spouses to be able to read our minds and know exactly what we need. It's just, it's, that's not how it works or that shouldn't be the expectation. But regardless, sometimes we just don't even know what respect could or should look like for us. That's one disclaimer. And the other one is the fact that sometimes guys just mishandle the respect that they're provided. A man's interpretation of respect can be a bit misogynist, like not considering the well-being of their wives. Maybe that is just their interpretation is just submission or just this room to be kind of nasty and inappropriate at times or the right to just function as this dictator in the home, that those are extreme mishandlings of respect. And those disclaimers tend to be inspired by an individual that did not have respect and what it should look like exemplified to them. They weren't surrounded by men specifically that taught them how to both give and receive it, whether because of past experiences, the influence of culture and what men have exposed themselves to over time, the filter can get really jacked up, really jacked up. So when it comes to respect as it should be, again, both received and expressed, it's possible that there may exist some brokenness and understanding or some misconceptions I know for myself early on, respect subtly looked like you owe me after I do a favor for you. Like, I don't want to express that I have this expectation, but at the same time, like, I suppose it's natural for me to get something back from my wife or with my kids. Respect looked like just listening to my instruction 
and following it. And if anything happens outside of that or too far outside of that, then that's just a lack of respect. And then, you know, as a result, there are these negative responses, whether I'm shutting down with my wife or I'm blowing up at my kids. And again, that's a result of the brokenness in my understanding as far as what respect is, recognizing my need for it and then being able to express what respect toward me could and should look like. Because again, it's different from one man to another. And I know that this topic can be such a significant issue within marriage and relationships because Oftentimes you want to give respect upon receiving it when over time it's not reciprocated. You almost want to withhold that because this individual has not earned it. In fact, they're doing very disrespectful things, whether toward yourself or the children present. And it's causing you to kind of shut down and it's hard to provide that respect, to have that admiration, that fondness toward this guy because I just don't see it from him, nor does he seem to be receiving it. And at this point, I think it's super important to understand that there is misconception there. There is broken brokenness and just a fragmented understanding in this area. And this is going to be the case for most men. Some are just better off than others. But at this point, choosing to have empathy and patience during this time is important because help needs to be sought and we can work together in that. But we as men also need to realize these things and we need to acknowledge the fact that help is necessary. Growth is in the best interest of ourselves as well as our family. And if our wives are able to maintain that dissociated admiration again, The feelings, the respect, the affection that you have for us, that's not tied to result or behavior. If you can maintain that, even when we're scrubs, that can help us or propel us toward our transformation. Again, it's not dependent on you, the change, but what you have to offer in this area as far as support and and love is gigantic. So that's the first thing that we need. Spent a lot of time on that, (laughs) but that's a huge one. Respect is gigantic. The second thing is room to fail. We need a lot of room to fail because failing, failing is going to take place. We tend to fail with our words and our actions. And again, this is not to excuse our behaviors and just to say everything is okay. That's just how it goes. But we're like, we're legit going to fail in these areas. Now, does that mean infidelity is cool? Absolutely not. Does that mean that men have the right to walk around cursing people out, um, cursing our wives out, calling them B words and cursing at our kids and saying whatever we want, everything that comes to our mind? Absolutely not. But again, failure is going to take place in these, these areas. As far as my words, every time I say something ridiculous, My wife is just like, yo, I'm going to put that in the book of 101 things you don't say to your wife. And I've gotten really good at catching myself. It's just something slips or it's just like whether I'm being mindless or I'm being a jerk sometimes. And it's just like, okay, we recognize it and we want to correct it. And then there are the actions or our behaviors, our 
output does not always reflect the input or our intentions. For instance, last week was my birthday and I was taken out to lunch by the wife. And, but because I had some things going on in my dome, I was feeling things and it was just like I was processing some stuff. Like I wasn't entirely there with her and the vibes I was given off did not reflect just a desire to be there at lunch and to connect and all that stuff. And of course, she's going to pick up on this and she feels a rejection. She starts to get frustrated and kind of hurt because we don't get to do lunch too often. And that just was not my intention. My intention was not to reject her. I was just, you know, some things were going on. And the list of things that I do, I've done that don't necessarily reflect my heart. The list is long. It's insane. It really is. It's a, this might be a daily occurrence. So the room that I have been provided to fail has it's really allowed for us to have a good relationship, a healthy relationship. And I think that applies to all healthy relationships. I remember early on when we took things so personally Every time something was said, like we just assumed everything was intentional, everything was from the heart, everything was permanent. You know, we tend to say always and never. Those, in my opinion, are a couple of the most annoying terms to just throw around when you're having a conversation or a dispute of some kind. And their impact was just amplified early on. It felt like a rejection of all efforts or an assumption of all the efforts that will precede this moment. But these days she'll say something like, oh, you never send me a text at 1.26 p.m. saying that you love me and adore me so much. And I'm just like, yeah, no, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably going to need to get over that. So needless to say, I am glad that I have been provided the room to fail and that's also been reciprocated. But what this really does for us as far as knowing that from our wives, we've been provided room to fail and not to have to be perfect or to operate from a place of excellence or according to what we're capable of. It just extends grace to us and grace is so important for men right now. It's also important for women, but it is huge for men considering the times and what we're experiencing as far as depression and suicide rates being so significant. A man is three to three and a half times more likely to take his life than a woman in the United States. And please don't take that as, oh, I'm suggesting that we have it harder than women or something like that. I am just pointing to the outcome of men experiencing loss relationship wise, financial woes, the pressure to be some of these other um, just fit and financially secure, amazing men that we see, whether on Instagram or whatever the case and the social pressures that are placed on us as a result. And then, as we all know, men struggle to express themselves, what they're experiencing, legitimizing their feelings and, and processing. The reason this podcast in part exists is because I got tired of it. <laughs> I got tired of the withholding. And I know other people are also tired of withholding. But 
there tends not to be this room made available for men to do so, resulting in substance abuse, the abuse of other people and just so many of the debacles present in this world today are a result of men struggling. And that does not excuse the worst of things that men do. But for our wives, it's important for them to know that we do struggle and it's crucial that we develop a voice and work that emotional muscle as men so that we're able to express ourselves. But it's also important for men to be okay with struggling, not exist in it, but to keep from fighting some of their realities, like the burying of what we're feeling, what we're thinking and things of that nature. It just doesn't do us much good. Those things will be expressed one way or another. It's best that we meet it head on and then we determine what happens as a result with some of the things that we're going through. But as I mentioned earlier, while we're in this relationship with our wives and we have our family going and everything and just the wheels are turning and when we're not pausing, when we are not making sure that we're right as men, our actions, our behaviors will likely increase in negativity one way or another. So essentially, we will fail more often. And as wives, I will charge you. Yes, provide that room make the grace available for your husband to go through his process and know that he still has your respect and that you're not going to completely turn your back on him and exercise that patience and empathy. But at the same time, you want to be firm. My wife did something really awesome last week while I was tripping. She had provided me a sufficient amount of grace and time necessary to turn things around, but it got to a point where she hit her wall and she was like, all right, I'm not going to put up with this. And she sent me a text and among the other words <laughs> that she expressed, she said, when you're ready to be who you actually are, then talk to me. And today I can recognize that as such an incredible thing because, you know, on one hand, she's like, you're being an a-hole and I don't like you. But at the same time, she's also saying, dude, you're awesome. Just be awesome. Just be who you are. And that's an amazing role that our wives have an opportunity to fill. Again, they give us the grace and the room not to be this perfect guy, but at the same time, recognizing what's inside of us and calling it out also serves a specific purpose. And guess what? I, I turn that stuff around. Best believe I mean, I didn't want any more <laughs> colorful text messages. I'll call them colorful. <laughs> but before moving on to the last point, I did want to make clear the fact that room is established as a result of communication. You need to be on the same page. You need to be familiar with one another. When communication is not taking place, you don't know where headspace is. You don't know what's going on in the daily lives and you're just unfamiliar with what your partner is facing, with what your husband is facing, it's very difficult to allow for the room necessary if it is necessary. And in my opinion, there should be a connection point essentially every day 
to be honest. There should be a time, if not specifically allotted, there should be just a time where you and your spouse get back in your room, even just for a few minutes and just connect. Talk what's going on. Where are you at? This is where I'm at. And honestly, that really just allows for you guys to vibe together. And maybe you don't even need to communicate what it is that you need just via expressing yourself during that brief period of time. You just get so familiar with each other. Everything is ebb and flow and you're synchronized. And as a result, you get just as much room as you need and you can provide for the other whatever he or she needs. It's one of the things that I love most about the relationship I have with my wife. And the last thing based on his perspective, what he needs is purpose. As men, guys, if we do not have our hands full, then we're in trouble. Idle hands are a very dangerous thing. And it's important to note that there is a difference between being busy and being occupied. You can fill your time up. You can be busy running around doing stuff this after this, after this, after this. But when we are occupied, there are things that we are giving our time and attention to for good reason. And that reason has to be beyond us. We need to be doing something that is bigger than ourselves. We are not the focal point as far as attaining a specific position or status, or reaching some type of threshold in our lives. Yes, we can aspire toward that, but if that's all there is, then what happens once we eventually get there? Or we don't get there, because we are not supposed to get there, but all of a sudden we feel like life is stripped of its purpose, despite the fact that we are married With kids, we obviously have purpose in front of us, but we didn't attain what we've sought after for so long. And obviously, I'm just reciting a random scenario, but we just have to be associated with purpose, going after something that provides us with hope and an opportunity to establish some form of legacy. So for those of you ladies that maybe you're not in a relationship or you're in the dating phase or whatever, if you find or if you have found a guy that is giving of himself in a capacity that is not required of him, then that is incredible. Like you're chicken dinner. You are a winner because as men, if we get caught in this cycle of only giving when we get, when we only work so that we can receive the wage, when we only go to school so that we can get the education, when we only hang out with the boys to get relief or escape from our reality, then we'll take that stuff into our marriage and exercise that approach in the future. And I'll give you my personal example My girls, my daughters, my family, this is going to be a shocker, but it's not my why. It is not my purpose. It is very much a part of my purpose. Operating as a husband and a father are closely associated with my purpose. But whenever I attempt to draw from them as my why, I don't get what I need. I'm not pulled toward where I'm headed and what God wants me to achieve. Yes, they are a source of support 
and inspiration, my responsibility to them also propels me toward making better decisions and being more effective, but I do not equate them to my purpose. Fortunately, because of my relationship with God and my faith, I've discerned and I've prayed and I feel as if I have been provided my purpose. It's been made clear to me and that being family. And I think that is in part why my family is blended. I get to experience personally so many of the challenges, the nuances, as well as the benefits of my family dynamic. And therefore, I am able to serve people in a greater capacity because I have a genuine understanding of what people may be going through. And I've also been purposed to serve emotionally, physically, mentally broken people and help move them toward restoration, greater health and wholeness as a person, therefore allowing them to function at their greatest potential, enjoying their life, like experiencing actual joy and health in their lives. That's my purpose. And what's really cool about our purpose is that when we function in it, it gives us life like it fills us back up. And therefore, we're able to pour into people such as our spouses, our family. And there are so many families whereby the husband, the man of the house is dry. He is not filled up. He is not in a space where he is being provided life. And maybe he doesn't recognize what that thing is yet. But again, there are a ton of marriages that are suffering because the husband is empty because He's not connected to purpose. And of course, as his spouse, it's it hurts. It hurts because you feel as if you the kids and just everything that you guys have built together is enough. But oftentimes, although it's very much associated with our purpose and it helps us, it can fuel us. It doesn't give us that that life that we need. And this is according to design. Like I really I truly believe that God has purpose, something for us. That's why he's placed us on this earth and we're supposed to figure that out. And until we do, we'll, we're going to be pretty frustrated. We're going to be irritable. We're, <laughs> we're going to be struggling here and there. So identifying purpose isn't just a good thing. It's not just beneficial, but it is a need for men. We will not come into the best version of ourselves unless this takes place. And I know this may seem lofty and even maybe hyper spiritual, but again, this is my life experience that I'm relaying what I've observed and learned from other men. And I'm weighing both ends of the spectrum, those that identify and function in that purpose, although they're not perfect, they're so much more fulfilled and better off. And those that don't come to find that, or maybe they run in the opposite direction of it because it's not easy. What's happening right now, me serving families is not an easy thing, but I recognize it for what it is. And it gives me the life that I need to pour right back into my family. So again, guys, his perspective, respect, room to fail and purpose. I know I just briefly touch on each of these things. We can go so much deeper and I'm going to focus more on going deeper into these topics opposed to just keeping the trio going. (laughs) These are deep subjects and they deserve 
adequate attention. So I'm going to focus more on that. But thanks for tuning in. And for those of you ladies that almost turn this thing off within the first couple minutes of the episode, look at you. Look what you did. You're a champ. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.